Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning. There it is. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Good morning, peace, all the good stuff. And yet we have a topic today that is just the opposite of that. The rise of anti-Semitism, bomb threats. Oh, my goodness, what is this world coming to? Let's say good morning to our host, our guest, our presenter, Rabbi Mike. Good morning, Rabbi. Good morning, Etienne. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. I got a bugaboo in my throat, but that comes with a property. Uh-huh. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I want to yes. welcome back. Welcome back. We missed you for our, during our hiatus the last week or two. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. We were out of town for all good reasons, but it's nice to be back. Yes. Okay, good, good. Nice to be back to the nice warm weather and then beautiful beaches and nothing else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well... The topic today is something that's real, that has happened across the United States and perhaps around the world, not perhaps, but definitely around the world. I don't understand it. And today, hopefully, you will help shed some light on it. Why is this rise in anti-Semitism? What's going on? Well, let's start um, by talking about uh, what that term really means. Really um, means. You know, anti-Semitism um, now is is well known um, as uh, some hostility or prejudice uh, against the Jewish people. Um, yeah. But the the origin of the word um, really is um, um, it, it derives from the understanding of what it means to be a Semitic people. The Semitic people, yes. um, you know, this this uh, includes uh, people of the Near East. So, uh, in a sense, it could it could you know include um, um, all members of the uh, pagan tribes during the time of uh, of the Israelite um, rise, but also um, you know Muslim people as well are you know because Islam um, or Arabic rather is a Semitic language. Hebrew is a Semitic language, mm-hmm. Aramaic, these are Semitic languages. Um, but um, it has been um, well known now um, as, um, uh, as prejudice, um, hostility, hatred um, towards uh, the Jewish people. It is a form of uh, racism and discrimination. Wow. Um, and, it, and it is not, um, you know, most people think that it, was created by or uh, invented uh, during the 1930s and 40s um, by Hitler and the Nazis. But uh, the truth is, anti-Semitism is as old as the, as the Jewish people. Um, you know, as uh, as early as um, first century 
CE, uh, and even older than that, probably. Um, I mean, the Torah and the uh-huh. Bible speak okay. about, um, you know, um, hatred against Jews in lots of ways, so from 5,000 years ago. Um, most notable, though, acts of, you know, of times when it turned into acts of anti-Semitism. You know, we talk about uh, the First Crusade in 1096, um, the uh, edict yes. of expulsion from England in 1290, uh, massacres in 1391, the Spanish Inquisition in 1492, the Cossack massacres in 1648, um, wow. anti-Jewish pogroms in the Russian Empire 1821-1906, Dreyfus Affair 1894, um, and of course the Holocaust in the 1930s and 40s. So it is as yeah. old as time. Um, and um, for a long while, um, it had been, um, you know, uh, I suppose in control uh, in the 1950s and 60s um, after the Holocaust and the truth of the Holocaust came out. Um, but uh, with the rise of the State of Israel in 1948 and all of the um, aspects there, anti-Semitism has been, um, has been rising and Holocaust denial has been rising. Um, and they have um, the anti-Semitic ideas have risen um, in the United States, uh, which is something very different uh, than we're used to. I mean, so many Jews tried to escape anti-Semitism and um, discrimination by coming to the United States, so much so that they thought the United States was the new Zion, the new Holy Land, because there was no state-sponsored yeah. anti-Semitism. The government protects them. You know, George Washington wrote a a, a wonderful letter to the Turo Synagogue, letting them know that this is a place where bigotry has no sanction. Um, you know, and we usually see acts of anti-Semitism happening throughout the world and in Europe, um, but the United States we're not quite used to that, and so now. Uh, in terms of the United States, with, there has been a rise in anti-Semitism. Um, uh, it's basically doubled on college campuses. Um, there's a great deal more of um, um, acts of anti-Semitism, which we've seen in terms of the desecration of cemeteries, two cemeteries, St. Yes. Louis and Philadelphia, as well as the over 60, I think, or 70 bomb threats in Jewish community centers and synagogues across Oh my goodness. Across the country. So um you know, this is what is this is what is happening. Amazing. Wow. Oh, it makes this me breathless. I, I, I don't know what to say. Yes. One thing I wanted to mention this is the United States. When you brought you it know, up, it's uh, supposed to be Yes. It's supposed to be a safe place. Um and yes. unfortunately with um with certain certain particular um, political leaders coming to power and their advisors coming to power, the voice of the anti-Semite is becoming louder and louder. um, And things that would be unthought of, unheard of to do or to say are now being, um, you know, they're becoming more comfortable um, for these uh, hate groups and... When hate groups are given a voice, like the KKK or neo-Nazis or the alt-right, um, then other people um, think, oh, it's okay for me to finally speak up now. And um, um, so the white mm-hmm. nationalism and the alt-right now um, are now creating a very um, 
difficult situation uh, in the United States. It's too bad. It really is. They think they have all the rights, and they don't. They just just hate people. Why do they hate people? That's the part I don't understand. Well, anti-Semitism stems from uh, a great many things. One, you know, um, the origins of anti-Semitism, at least in its uh, relatively modern period, come from mostly the works of the New Testament. There are aspects within the Synoptic Gospels. When I say the Synoptic Gospels, Uh I mean uh, Mark, Matthew, uh, and Luke. These are the Synoptic Gospels. And there are there is a great deal of anti-Jewish uh, sentiment um, in the in these aspects uh, of the New Testament, um, and you know one of the certainly in the book of uh, Mark, um, there's a great deal more than in the other ones. Uh, Mark is probably the most anti-Jewish uh, gospel, uh, Matthew rather, the most anti-Jewish gospel. Um, and wow. you know, the, the origin of that um, isn't necessarily uh, wasn't necessarily to be uh, malicious at the time. The truth is, when Christianity was beginning, uh, there was a great yeah. deal of overlap between Jews and Christians, and so um, you know, and they were living under Roman rule, and so you can't get you can't write yes. badly about the Romans if they you know if you, they found out they would. Um, take care of you, they're a very oppressive force. So if you can't write about your enemy, the Romans, then you need to write about your competition. And so um, if the Christians at the time could um, let Rome know that they were nice citizens, but they wanted to get rid of their competition, which were the Jews at the time, um, then they, they started to write about all these things that were Anti-Jewish and anti-Judaism turns into anti-Semitism, um, wow. and um, and that becomes um, you know when when Christianity becomes the state religion in Rome in the fourth century, um, that's really when Christianity begins to uh, rail against uh, Judaism with religious intoler- intolerance and political oppression. Yeah, uh, with Constantine the First who instituted several laws. Uh, concerning the Jews, forbidden to own uh, Christian slaves, um, you know, owning property, things like that. So it starts that way. Um, and then, of course, another aspect of anti-Semitism, which we can't ignore, is the aspect of deicide, the accusation uh, that Jews murdered um, the Christian God, Jesus, the killing of Jesus. Um, oh, yeah. And the earliest, the earliest accusation of this, um, it occurred in a sermon in 167 CE um, by Melito of Sardis uh, and blamed the Jews for allowing uh, King Herod to execute Jesus. Um, no blame on Pontius Pilate, that sort of thing. And this sort of catches on uh, throughout the Middle Ages. Um, you know, if you read the New Testament without understanding the anti-Jewish sentiment, um, it, it just looks like Jews are terrible people. It's okay to hate the Jews. And so that continued throughout the Middle Ages, um, you know, with things like oh. blood libels and ex- expulsions and forced conversions. Um, and, and that sort of, um, and then, of course, in the Crusades, uh, which we talked about uh, earlier, we mentioned earlier, 
and then expulsion from land to land. So um, even when uh, the the plague had um, uh, even when the plague had uh, had come out, the Jews were uh, the Jews were accused of starting the plague. Really? So things, they, wow. things are, yeah, yeah. So a- anything that that could be scapegoated um, to the yeah. Jews, um, you know, uh, it has happened. Yeah. So it's not a new thing, unfortunately, but it is it is um, unfortunately uh, rising and uh, and it's sort of um, come from underneath the shadows. Um, yeah. So, um, so that's what's happening right now, and um, and we need to understand, wow. you know, what what to do about it, and um, and how to respond to it uh, productively. Um, but Etienne, you wanted to talk about um, uh, if there were listeners who wanted to call in. Is that correct? No, no, there's no calling right now. Um, just go ahead. I just wanted to let you know that there are listeners outside of this country. So I'm very honored that. We do have listeners. Let me tell you, as I checked our statistics, we have listeners in France. This is all brand new. We have listeners in Italy. And listen to this, Thailand. There's some people in Thailand listening to us, in addition to our regular listeners in, in, across the United States and in the U.S. Virgin Islands. So it's amazing what technology can do. And people have the choice of listening or not listening. And in those states or countries I just mentioned, they choose to listen. So let's continue what we're doing because there are people out there who are listening. They may not call in because of time differences, time zone differences, but nevertheless, there are listeners. So, Rabbi, I might continue doing what you're doing. I'm here to support you. Okay, great. Well, I, I know that the people throughout Europe, our listeners in Europe, are aware this is sort of what's been happening. Um, France, obviously, sure. um, London, these are... Um, these are difficult places who have experienced anti-Semitism for a while oh, yeah. now, and so the United States, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we 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 used to fancy ourselves as a place where this was not uh, acceptable or public oh, right. uh, and that sort of thing. It's certainly less prevalent, mm-hmm. um, uh, and um, you know, that being said, you know, the uh, the Anti-Defamation League has um, has now. Uh, you know, realized how much there is in terms of uh, anti-Semitism. They did a, um, wow. you know, a big study, uh, a big survey. Um, and I'm trying to get the numbers for you here, but they are very upsetting. Ah, oh, there it is, the Global Index. It's called the ADL Global Index. Um, okay. And uh, one, 1.09 billion people harbor anti-Semitic attitudes in the world today. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So um, the, they surveyed uh, 4 billion, um, and, um, and 1.09 harbored anti So that's about 26%. Um, mm. So we can say that about a about quarter of the world um, harbors anti-Semitic um, ideas. Now, the United States, mm, it's only about 9%. Um, at least it, it was uh, when the survey was, was taken. So it's pretty yeah, pretty true. low um, in terms of that. The highest ones, um, you know, we see a lot in um, 
South America. Panama is 52%, Colombia 41%. Wow. Um, those sorts of um, as, aspects. You know, Costa Rica 32%. Wow. Um, Mexico Why 24%. Speaking... Excuse me. Why well, is Spanish-speaking countries, would there, or would there be... Uh, well, a lot of these numbers? are... A lot of these are, um, you know, very religious Christian countries, Catholic countries, um, oh, and, uh, yes. and so there's a lot of that yes. sort of, uh, you know. Yeah. Now, that being said, um, they are nothing when compared to the Middle East uh, and Africa. Obviously, the West Bank in Gaza um, has a 93% anti-Semitic score. Um, Iraq is 92%, mm-hmm. Yemen 88%. Um, you know, uh, Jordan 81%, Egypt 75%, Saudi Arabia 74%, Iran 56%. These are big, big numbers of people who are of countries who, who harbor really deep-seated um, anti-Semitism, and a lot of that comes from um, the state of Israel. But, um, yeah. uh, but. Uh, as you, even as you get into more religious countries in Europe, Greece is 69%, France 37%, Spain 29%. Germany is still 27%, if you can believe it. Even after the Holocaust, Nazism, uh, what? really, wow. really amazing. Um, so, so even though, um, and, and we'll talk about, um, let's see, um, Asia's okay. Malaysia is 61%, South Korea 53%. These are high scores. Um, yeah. You know, Japan, 23% uh, of people who harbor um, anti-Semitic ideas. And, um, you know, and I think, uh, you know, other, other places are a little bit less. Canada, Australia, New Zealand, they're all about 14%, things like that. So when we talk about, um, you know, anti-Semitism in North America, it's relatively low in the U.S. 9% is... is pretty low. That being said, this 9% um, is um, becoming louder and louder. Um, And so we may see a surge to be a little bit bigger, um, you know, um, because we do see um, things with with Trump being associated um, with these movements, hate groups, uh, David Duke and that sort of thing. So people um, have the swastika and then they usually write Trump next to it and that sort of thing. Um, And I'm not making any accusations toward Trump himself, but the people who have supported Trump, um, many of them um, have been uh, involved in hate groups, and this is where this is coming out, that finally they have someone who they believe speaks for them um, against Jews, against Muslims, against gays, against Mexicans, that sort of thing. And so now all of a sudden we're seeing something very, um, very scary. Uh, in terms of that having a leader uh, in that way. Um, so uh, that, I wanted to give us perspective, though. Um, you know, in 2014, the U.S. was 9, 9%, and now it, in 2015 it's 10%. Of course, we're in 20, 2017, so we could probably think there would probably be a little bit more, um, probably 11 or 12%. Um, so we see it is it is probably rising um, with with that sort of uh, aspect obviously you know, it's not nowhere near um other aspects of the of the world um but 
you know, uh, but it is but it is important to know. Yes, it is, definitely. Oh my goodness, this is blowing me away. <laughs> yes. So one 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 faction thinks they're better than the other, so they're going to hate the other because the other is not on their level. That doesn't make any sense. We're all different. We're all the same. In many ways, we're the same, but in many ways, we are unique. And it's that unique that makes diversity work. But uh, some people don't see true. that way, I guess. And that's true. You know, the one thing that um, that um, the anti-Semitic movements sort of thrive upon is dehumanization of yes. of Jews to say that they're not human. It's much easier to when you take away the humanity of someone um, and you start calling them names or labeling them um, as you know rats or insects or things like that. That you know you begin to yeah. um, make it easier to view them in that way, and you forget the humanity that they're all humans, mm-hmm. that we're all the same, because you actually don't believe that you are. You believe that they are different species than you, that they are lower than you, you know, and wow. so therefore you're able to talk about them or do things to them. And that really was um, the power of the Nazi propaganda in the 1930s and 40s that allowed people to grow up thinking that Jews weren't real human beings, and so it didn't matter if you if you murdered them. Um, you know, it wasn't, wow. wasn't like murdering a person. It was like stepping on a bug, you know. So, well, well, well. Uh, and that's sort of what, what we see moving forward and forward is that people don't realize, and they view that in terms of Muslims and, and also immigrants, you know, there, there's always a scapegoat um, in that yes. way. So, um, you know, Jews are just one of the many scapegoats uh, and list of enemies of the white nationalist movements here in the United States. And so we are trying mm-hmm. very hard to work together. Uh, who are feeling mm-hmm. this oppression, uh, our Muslim friends and our Mexican yeah. friends, um, you know, the, the immigrants and the refugees, um, the LGBTQ, uh, it's very important that uh, they let, you know, we let each other know that we're here uh, to take care of one another. Yes. Um, if, if the government won't be, because, yes. you know, the first step is government denial, and the next is, you know, state-sponsored um, things, marches, yeah. things like that. So we worry about we worry about that coming our way. Well, one of the things, this may be a little off topic momentarily, one of the things that really confuses the heck out of me is white supremacy. They claim that this is their land. They didn't look back. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who pushed the Native Americans off their property. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't understand that at all. Native Americans well, they're very here. good at rewriting their history, but, you know, yeah. rewriting their history to say exactly. that this is always their land or it's God-given yeah. land or whatever it is. Um, yeah. And so that's what they also do. They have to change history so that they make sure Ooh. that... Um, you know that they are they are not uh, accountable. That they are you know um, they are due this land and you know and everybody else is sort of less than that. You know these sort of ideas are very toxic, uh, but very um, popular. You know in terms of um, you know feeling superior and and that sort of thing. It's very human nature to want yeah. to feel yeah. uh, superior and and that sort of uh, situation. So um, so yeah well. So, I'm going to go out on a limb and, and say something that I normally wouldn't say in public. But the folks that I see who want to put other people down so that they can look good, that tells me that they do not have a, a equilibrium when it comes to mm-hmm. social relationships. It tells mm-hmm. me that they have had either poor upbringing and abused upbringing or some kind of 
negative upbringing that did not allow them to learn how to interact on a human level with other human beings. People of that caliber fall into a mental health diagnosis of personality disorder. Now, I didn't know what that was before I went into the earth. Yeah. But when I worked at the mental health clinic, I got to see it. There are people who rise high in power because they know the right words to say, the right people to associate with, but at the same time, they think they're better yeah. than everybody else, and they will act on it one way or another. Now, some will act on it violently. Others will act on it very succinct, very calmly, mm-hmm. very quietly. Very, You wouldn't know that they are until some major catastrophe comes about, and then they rise to the surface. Wow, wow, wow. Amazing. Well, this is the earth we live on, and if we were still in paradise, we wouldn't have to worry about this, but that's not the case. We have to deal with it. And I do commend you for um, bringing that to the surface today. It does tap into, uh, you know, the the mental issues that people can have, low self-esteem, low self-confidence, they're lost, you know, they they want someone to blame, that sort of thing. Um, Yep. You know, and it does it does tap into that. And so once you have someone to blame, then you can say, you know, it's it's a lot easier to deal with. You, you know, uh, if you take, you know, yes. if you take Trump's idea that, like, you know, once you remove all these illegal immigrants, all our problems will be gone. You know, like that's sort of like what, what yeah, Hitler was saying about the Jews. You know, yeah, all of our problems will be gone. But the truth is, uh, yeah. we're not, that's not how life works. You know, you just remove certain people, your problems it aren't gone. It doesn't work like that. So... Yeah. Right, but that's a very easy sort of thing to say from a pulpit. You know, once we remove this yeah. problem, then you will be fine again, and you'll have your jobs again, and we'll be wealthy again. And, that, and you know, there are a lot of sad and weak wow. people who believe that kind of nonsense. So that's where anti-Semitism is growing. Right. Now, what's, why, why are they destroying cemeteries, the, the, the um, headstones in cemeteries? What's that, what mm-hmm. that doing for them? Make them feel better? I mean, well, remember that. Remember that anti-Semite, anti-Semitic people, or anti-Semites as we call them. You know, they they do bomb threats where there are children, and then they desecrate cemeteries. Yeah. So the people who are wow. children and people who have passed away, um, you know, are our sort of the weakest who cannot defend themselves. So what that says about the anti-Semitic people who are doing this is that they're cowards. Yes. That they they like yes. to prey upon those who cannot defend themselves, and so that's the only way that they can do it. So they're cowards, you know. Um, yeah. If they wanted to really start a, an argument with um, with Jewish adults, um, they wouldn't be able to because they're cowards. So these people, and this is where this all comes from: yeah. cowardness and low self-esteem, low, co- yeah. low self-confidence, and low self-worth. And so you're blaming other people. Sense. So they're not sure. they're not confident people. They're they're very weak weak-minded people. Yeah. And if you look at what they contribute to society, they probably more definitely, I would say, they more definitely do not contribute anything positive to society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm stepping out of there, but that's Absolutely. what I feel. Yeah. No, oh, it's... Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this is what, oh but, you know, the, the, the number one way that we can defeat anti-Semitism is just with education. Letting people know that yes. things aren't so simple, exactly. uh, and educating them, and and mm-hmm. let them know that you know um, there are there are hard problems in this country, and no no particular uh, race or religion mm-hmm. is to blame. 
uh, you know, we all have to take accountability for our own actions and for our uh, for our country, and so we can't uh, take the easy way out by blaming uh, blaming people in that way. And so that's really where it all starts from. Uh, and the rest wow. is just sort of wow. fluff that gets added to it. Um, wow. so it does come from a place of weakness, and uh, and so we have to try to understand these people uh, and where their hatred comes from, and it's just out of their frustration, their own inadequacies. Yeah. Um, and so the Jews have just yes. been the target for so long. It's just a very easy target. All, all along for years, for years, centuries, mm-hmm. yeah. Mike, I would mm-hmm. like to continue with you, but we're down to our last minute. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, come up with a closing thought. What closing thought would you have for today, then? Uh, our closing thought is, you know, the more that we talk about this kind of thing, uh, the more that we make yes. people aware and humanize it. It's not just um, you know objects that we're talking about, but people and their families that we're talking about. That's how we're going to um, stop it here in America, which is supposed to be the land of the free, a place where people can be educated and can embrace one another. And so in order to do that, we need to remind them a little bit um, that, sure. uh, that there is a human, human capacity behind that. But I think that's the best uh, human uh, final thought as we can do. Very good, Mike. Thank you, everything that you're bringing this topic to awareness. Thank you for all you're doing with the Interfaith Council. We need education in more ways than one. So, Mike, until next week, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. God be with you, and we will talk again next week, next Tuesday. I look forward to it. Long night. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, ATN. Talk soon. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye.